warning, this show uses explicit language and adult topics. And just in case you needed the reminder, you are about to hear a comedy show, or at least an attempt at one. So without further ado and further introductions, let's get disappointing. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio, you know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Please enjoy today's culture shock. I'm going to go into a little bit of a romantic and country vibe with some of these songs in today's episode. Because today's episode is filled with some very, very romantic stories of a kid that did not end up with a girl, but had some very nice times with her in almost a Cinderella-y-like story. Um, it doesn't matter that only one of them speaks English. Why? Because love is the language. So let me introduce to you Johnny Paycheck as your first culture shock. Uh, slide off of your satin. Please enjoy. What a beautiful mansion he built you. Still not happy Cause every time he's gone I get your call Slide off of your satin sheets Slip into your long soft bed You know where to find my door And I know what you're
Gotta love Johnny Paycheck. Although, I don't think uh, many people would know his name currently, but that's why it's called a culture shock, because we're going to keep surprising you with music you probably haven't heard or taken the time to listen to. So please enjoy, as the second song, because I think today is going to have a lot of country music, um, Living in a Minor Key by Shooter Jennings. You know, nothing will replace winning... (laughs) Fuck! Nothing will replace Waylon Jennings, but hey, Shooter Jennings is a nice uh, replacement. I'm going to leave that in just for you guys at home. So enjoy Living in a Minor Key. Portland was hot in the wintertime And it rained the tears that poured down my face Oh, I wish you were here I wish I still drank beer I'd have one for every year And I'd fall in from grace And I'll make you all laugh With a joke and a smile And sing you some songs About the nights I went wild Though my heartache might hide Behind the sweet man little swagger in my step and I still think Hank Williams is as good as it gets and when I was younger I had a hunger and I chased the thunder into the storm of regret and I'll make you all laugh with a joke and a smile and sing you some songs about the years I went wild. Though my heartache might hide behind the sweet melody, oh, I'm living in a minor key. Valentine's Day, it's the day after, so I thought I'd do a little sexy intro, and if you didn't like it, get over it! Why are you listening? (laughs) 
Um, today's been a good day. I had a good weekend. We did a lot of Valentine's Day stuff, me and the Mrs. Disappointment. Um, we went a bar hopping. We did a drinkins. Now I feel like a shittins. And now, <laughs> to introduce in my first guest in chair one. Is Trevor Karyazis. How's it going, everybody? And this is the show. And literally, it's just... So we're just going to continue talking. So yeah, so I was talking to you in there, and like, uh, like I don't know. I don't feel like I have to prove myself to any of the comics in Dayton. And I'm not trying to be offensive by that, because I love a lot of the Dayton comics. There's been a lot of them that's come on my show. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not trying to go to every single open mic. You good? No, you can talk if you need to. Because I can, it's not live, like, this is just okay. pre-recorded. Yeah, I might throw up, I might, ooh. Ah! Oh, man. The hangover just hit me, I got the sweats. Ah, I'm sorry. Off. No, you're good. No, this is amazing. Holy shit. Here, have some water. This is amazing. This is the first time, no, this is not the first time a guest has been shirtless. You wish it was the first time, you bitch. I'm gonna keep talking. This is amazing. I am a bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I love you. Um... <laughs> See, we both we both have a little bit of a hangover, but he apparently went a little harder in the paint. But he's still here, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we fucking love him, and you will too. But anyways, so we did uh, we did some fun stuff this weekend. Me and the Mrs. Disappointment. Um, let me let me start off asking you this. I love that fucking necklace. Thank you. Why wear it? Why a necklace? So. And before I say I love it, let me critique it also. Because Peace Me hates it. Because <laughs> I'm not a religious guy. Yeah, I feel I don't really like when people wear religious things because it doesn't really show me who they are as a person. Person, Because that shows me who they are religiously and maybe, like, their moral... Up, but, like, not, like... That's not the same as, like, who you are as a person. Like, to me, I wear the microphone because that shows you who I am as a person. That's a little bit different. Like, oh, sure. a microphone. So there's some kind of performing act there. And, like, I don't know. I think it matters to, like, say, oh, you know, because that's what tattoos should be. Like, when, I'm not trying to diss religious tattoos, but it's, I'm like, like, when people get religious tattoos, I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a million of them. Give me something that that is really important to you that's different. And why is it specifically important to you? Because I think if people can't think of something that's different amongst all their fucking peers... That's an issue, and they should yeah. point that out and go, oh, shit, I'm boring. I should look at a new shit. You know what I mean? Like, I plan to get, like, a one-piece tattoo at some point um, with, like, a comedy twist onto it. Nice. And then, like, a My Hero quote around it. That'd and be I think that'd be cool. cool school. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm going to get a Wu-Tang Clan sword on my side with, like, black sh uh, sh boxing gloves with a chain. Nice. And it's going to be fucking the Wu-Tang sword style and the Shaolin shadow boxing. Because I love old Wu-Tang. Like, Enter the 36 Chambers is one of my favorite fucking albums of all time. I even have it on vinyl over there. Mm -hmm. Along with the original white Biggie Smalls Ready to Die album. Dude, that's actually elite. How Amazing. Rare, how rare is that? Abby got it for my birthday at some point. Yeah. And I don't really remember how much it was but like she had to go to a record store and tell the dude like hey do you have any like ready to die and he was like no it was sells like well yeah he had like the the fake print one not like the fucking like it's fake but it's just like a i would say a black album where it's really dark and like it's just a zoomed in picture of biggie and he's not really like it's just not really like it's not it's not ready to die like he chose the all white 
with a little black baby on the center for a reason. Yeah. Because if you listen to it, it's a masterpiece of a story. He's born, he goes through all this shit, he kills himself, but then it doesn't matter, and he still keeps going, and like the like life after death, and all this other stuff, and like it's great. And I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. And like, it is weird. People don't talk about it, but like, isn't it weird how accurately Tupac and Biggie, like, not portrayed, but like really spelled out their deaths in their albums before they happened? The latter justice. Oh, God, right? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's a scary thought. Like, they fucking, they, they rapped about getting shot in cars, and they did, and I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, ugh. And then, like, Biggie's album that was almost done, Life After Death. Oh, like, I can't believe they named it that. And, like, oh, amazing, amazing. But, like, it, it makes me hurt because, like, oh, my God, if they were that good then. Imagine what they could have built. Give them at least ten more years. We would have had the best albums to date. Especially with the technology that we have now, too. But thankfully, not all of the legends died. Mm-hmm. Biggie, we lost, and that was very sad. Tupac was gone, and the world was very sad. Yeah. But the Wu-Tang Clan survives and forms something that is a lot harder to fucking assassinate. You can't really kill a hive mind of bees because you kill one or two. You know what I mean? Exactly. You have to kill the queen to kill the hive. Well, it's not even that. Like, they they describe themselves as a queenless hive. Yeah. A hive mind, if anything. And, like, that's amazing to me. Because that means you can't... Like, old Dirty Bastard is dead, and then someone... There's another member that has died, and I can't remember his name on the top of my head. I'm super sorry to the Wu-Tang Clan. Not like they're ever going to fucking listen to this, because why would they? <laughs> but... I love all the other living... My favorite Wu-Tang Clan member is Method Man. He's easily my favorite rapper of all time because in terms of history, he has done the most impressive stuff. So when people see him and they like don't freak out, I'm like, you do realize who you just met, right? And they're like, well, what does that mean? It's like, A, A, he did multiple songs with Biggie Smalls. B, him and the Wu-Tang Clan as a whole did a multiple songs with Tupac. And then they went on to do a fucking solo career, absolutely destroy and kill the music game in gangster rap, fucking then start solo careers for each member, and it's like eight to nine members in the Wu-Tang Clan, each with solo albums, each slap like a motherfucker, because they all have the same producer as all the other great ones. It's the same eight guys working on every single album. They're all in every single album, and they all make you feel like you're in the record booth in with them as they're spitting. And that's why I like them. And they produce what I call music sandwiches. The innards of the sandwich being like all these different styles and layers of these fucking rappers and backstories and personifications of themselves. And fucking the buns are these cool movie clip sound bites that are inspirational as fuck that are fluffy and wholesome. Like, yeah. the first one's always like something very dangerous, like the Wu-Tang Clan is very dangerous. And then it like moves into some rap and then maybe the end. Like, my favorite one ever is on Liquid Swords, and I think that's a Jizza album. And he goes... Um, my dad was a samurai and he tells this story of like his dad being a samurai and he works for the shogun and the shogun was scared of him, but he was not scared of the shogun. 
And like it's a very like and like he the Shogun sent ninjas to kill his father. Yeah. But they did not succeed. And I think that's what scared my father the most. And it just keeps talking and it's so fucking good. That's and then so it cool. ends with that and I'm like, ah, how is this not the best albums in the world rated forever? Like they're masterpieces. And the idea of like a liquid sword. That's I mean, anime does that now, but like, oh my god, like to put that in an album and kill it with all these different black guys that don't have this kind of culture, but, like, love the appreciation. That's what I'm trying to get people to matter. It does not matter what color you are. You should just be able to fuck with and say whatever you want with whatever culture because that's what you have the most respect for. And if someone should look at it like that, you realize you're coming from a place of love, not hate. Yeah. You're coming from a place of appreciation. Wu-Tang Clan adores fucking anime. They helped make the boondocks. They had a hand in making Afro Samurai. Like, they Sweet. matter to the world. Yeah. There's no reason in the world that can blow me away to say, oh, Dave Chappelle and Eric Andre fuck with the Wu-Tang Clan. Of course they do. They're fucking awesome. There's nothing about them that's not awesome. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's nothing. They no really are. There's not one thing about the Wu-Tang Clan that I'm like, oh, they suck. They're bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, oh, I don't know. I just love them. And I fucking, I just want to meet. The reason I'm ranting is because one of my older brothers met Method Man. And he was just like, what? And I was like, Didi, fuck you. You don't understand how important that is to me, you yeah. bastard. Like, that is, in rap history, you just met in a living Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in that kind of fame level. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Um, that makes me sad. Because I, I grew up listening to a lot of old music. And I had a really weird emotional upbringing as a kid when it came to jams. Because when I would listen to all this music, because I didn't have internet for a long time, I would just grow up on vinyl from my dad. So I was like, oh my God, Willie Nelson's great. And like, Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and Chris Christopherson and Aerosmith and fucking, like... ACDC, Leonard Skinner, and fucking everybody like that. Yeah. You don't just listen to the highlights, you listen to the whole albums. And you really do get these, the Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I can keep going. Oh, I love Jimi Hendrix. Man. I do too. And Hendrix I just, is a legend. I am, that's someone that I'm so sad that... There's too many people in the 27 you know. Club. I'm, I mean, I, Janis Joplin, I can keep going. Stevie Nicks. The point is, I grew up on old music, so when I find out later that these people don't tour anymore, or mostly all of them are dead... It broke me as a person every time. I was like, God damn, Jimi Hendrix is great. And I remember asking my dad, I was like, hey, like, uh, you know, where's Jimi Hendrix? Like, and he was like, oh, he's dead. And I was like, ugh. And just having this, ugh. But then having to do that 40 times, like, hey, where's Johnny Cash? He goes, oh, he toured. Like, when I was really young, he was like, he was still kind of alive, I think. I don't remember what year he died. Um, but my dad saw him a couple times at the end of his life, but it was really rough. Like, he watched the, the walk. Walk the line. Oh my god, I love Walk the Line. Have you seen um, the story of Dewey Cox? Yeah. That's a good one Walk too. Because it's a mix of Elvis, Bob Dylan, and fuck. Well, not really Elvis too much, but it does take a lot of Elvis elements. Um, it really is a mix though between like Bob Dylan and fucking Johnny Cash's like stories and upbringings. And I think that's just funny as fuck. Because what I love most about it is that they have a machete fight and he kills his older brother or younger that's brother, whatever, and the wrong kid died. And all that stuff. But, like, Johnny Cash, he grew up on a cotton farm. And one of his younger brothers did die in a farming yeah. accident. So I'm like, holy shit. That's, like, what they're referencing there. Literally. Like, there's no mistake. This movie is about Johnny Cash. I mean, they were like, hey, we're going to make a funny movie. Because the the story of Johnny Cash is awesome. But we... I like people like that. They see very serious, very dark, very 
hard lives and then they can make a laugh out of it. And mm. that's why I love like uh, Steve Buscetti. I think that's his name for the, the guy who did um, the other one in Step Brothers besides like Will Ferrell. Steve Buscetti. I think that's right. Um, but I could be wrong and then I guess I'll just suck a dick. In the meantime, how are you doing? You're the first. You, you look I'm way good. better. I, I, I went through a phase. Yeah, I was just letting you go. I could I, just talk for years. I just, I, just had to, <laughs> I just had to get through it. I was riding it out, man. This I morning finally caught up to me. You know, I, I get just, it. Getting like only three hours of sleep last night kind of messed my Do you want some water? I'm, I still got this one. I'm one. so good. But I feel way better now. You're hilarious. For everybody yeah, that is that at home amazing. for the secret sandwich, I was just talking the whole time, and he was just sitting on the floor like about to barb sweats dripping off his nose, and I'm just like, maintain, bro. You got this. I love you. I have yet to get a barf on the show. We thought my roommate was going to barf one time when we were recording in the living room, and then he, he kept barfing, kept barfing, kept barfing. We started the show, and then he didn't barf one more time, and I was like, Fucking Christ. Kept it all in. And I was like... You I almost got me. I was trying. You, you I was like, close. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. I was almost there. I'm going to get it. You I'm going to get it. If I wasn't... <laughs> I had to get down on the ground to ground myself. I was... I, was I love adventure. it. I love wow. it. I love it. Definitely was an adventure. Pass. I was so hoping. I was like... <laughs> I was whispering like fucking barf to myself. Um, oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot of rap vinyl. I only have the two. The Enter the 36 Chambers and Ready to Die. But I have a lot of, like, other vinyl because it's important to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th I love them. And I think it's important to listen to old stuff first because they're not making any more of it. Even if those current rappers are making stuff, that's still now. And that's current to me. Because yeah. current isn't defined by, like, what's popular. Current is defined by the year. And, like... If you start backwards, you can catch up and be totally educated in music history. Like, I like to start from the beginning because that means I know everything about yeah. the, the genre. Like, people get some stuff confused and they're like, well, what the fuck who's going to call in? It's like, well, it's a bunch of guys that really fucked with each other, thought they were good rappers and fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they all, you know, benefited as well because they... They all got solo rap careers and fucking... They like, built. A, they, they saw the bigger picture, and that's something that I think is important. To yeah. You. Like a lot of it is, when you share a common goal with a group of people, and you all agree on something. Yes. It's really easy to make something amazing. I thought about getting a compass tattoo at some point with those letters instead. That'd be cool. What do you think your compass would be? Um, all right, so definitely swimming is on there. It's, so S. So that's been something that's just been a part of my, my whole life. Okay. And then family, I have, my, my ties to my family are everything, you know, for me it's, I'm, I'm. I love this. This is like how you paint somebody's net. I think if you, and, if you can compose their inner compass, you can yeah. figure out really realistically what they're, cause me and, I mean, we talk a lot of anime on this show and we talk about Nen, which is that force that you train yeah. and then at some point it changes color. And we like to think, like, what's your color? Or, like, what would your nen be around? So you've got family, which is important. Because that's also, like, Luffy and, like, I mean, Midoriya. I mean, they all have this compass of, like, what's really, what's the most important things to you? Yeah. And, like, swimming and family are really good, too, because that really does paint a really good part of you. What do you think the other two would be? Definitely just, like, my sense of adventure. So, so I, a. I want, yeah, like an A, so that way I can adventure. just be out. I, I don't want to be... Here. I like that. No, I love I, that. I would love to come back and, you know, take my experiences and be able to come back and then share them. But I want to be just out and doing something. And so, you know, I, I've been just like really itching to 
just go and do something cool like that. And then last, you know, honestly, I am kind of fighting back and forth between, like, anime for one. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I have been an anime, like, head, kind of. Okay. I love that. I love that. And it started, important to me. it started with just, I remember watching like Dragon Ball Z and like all these other ones when I was little, like small and just, you know, like playing with my brother and we're just like sitting in the living room going like, ah! you were Dragon and, Ball head. See, you know, I played the games, but I didn't watch the show a lot because it just took so long. But like, I did watch all of One Piece from like as soon as it started on TV I love One Piece, and it I really did grow up with it. So, like, to watch it now and really understand it more and, like, get what really the overall arcing themes are um, matter more to me. So does Hunter Hunter. So does fucking yeah. um, most things I do. And, like, me and my buddy Nolan are going to get Hunter Hunter tattoos. He's going to get Killua, and I'm going to get Gone on my shoulders because he's, like, Killua is a god, and no one can beat him. I'm like, you're pretty much right, yeah. I mean, honestly, if Killua and Gone fought... Without him, like, using his ultimate, like, he would probably win. But they would never fight. And that's the best part, is that they're friends. And they've always, like, that, the fact that both are gods, and both gods are best friends, and they're like, hey, we're just never gonna let anybody fuck with each other. That's the most important thing to me. Because yeah. I think, like, JoJo's talks about stance users being attracted to one another. I think you're supposed to find people of this like-minded stance-ness and then protect them. Mm-hmm. Because if you can, they will become something awesome in the future. Because as everybody knows, if you just train abilities and you just keep using them over the years, they will just get better and eventually you'll get new things. Yeah. Like, I think as the comedian right now, I call my style ramble, where you just mentally destroy somebody's will with all these, like, I guess, uh verbal punches like the but it's with words and it breaks them down to eventually laugh and it's a style called ramble with the uh i guess art of the narrator which is being able to isolate in a box any fucking subject and talk about it and i think that's a good like way to put my name because like i think my name would be towards comedy and I think that's cool to think that you would have, like, a swimming net. Swimming, absolutely. But, like, like, the water. And the yeah, swimming. like, it, honestly, like, and it doesn't matter what the letters are, and I like that. I like the offness of it. It's very anime, the S-F-A-A. Yeah. And I think that's cool. It's something that, like, it, anime has so many, like, subliminal, just, like... Anime has the big three in every single episode. I talk about this a lot on my show. Anime is comprised of sex, comedy, and adventure. And... All of it is wrapped up in really great character development. Mm-hmm. The thing about I don't like about American television sometimes is that the character development is absolutely fucking garbage. Yeah. And it's just like Family Guy and they're like, oh, same house, same fucking thing every day, same Simpsons every fucking day. You know what I mean? But like, animes like this, like, that's why animes have time skips. You get to an episode, some crazy shit will happen, they'll almost all die and lose, and then it'll be like, we're all gonna come back two years later. And they all do. And they all get scattered across the globe and come back two years later as gods. And then now they're like a great crew. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, that's what should happen. It should teach people that. Like, you should know that you need a time skip in your life to just do, find the thing you really fucking love and just keep doing it for two years or however much time you need to train and really master the fuck out of your craft and then come back and show the world you're a god. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what I love about what, it. One thing I like about, like, Dragon Ball Z so much was, like, exactly with that character development. So, take, for instance, Makitorama tried to make Gohan the main character Okay. the show. So, Gohan was... It was never going to happen. It was never supposed to be Goku, though. 
His original plan was to make yeah. Gohan the main. Yeah. So, like, come the Cell Saga, he kills Goku, and Goku passes on to Gohan. But the, the people, whole, the the people were like, no. Yeah. And the whole Goku's idea of, like, all right, what do we like, do? And it's like, well, let's have a rule where, like, they can come back. They train, and they can do yeah. it. And, like, that, and to me, that was a genius fucking move. One thing also is, think about... That's catering to fans. How That's what anime is also that, best yes. at. They're like... What would make you happy? And they're all like, ah. and even if you do something controversial, they're like, what? Sometimes getting that what shows how much people actually care about your product. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, do something crazy. How do you feel? If no one notices, just keep doing crazy shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? But if it really does cr create an uproar, you notice that a lot of the fucking world's population is like, oh my god, this thing, and it's like, oh, I make that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, I, that's why, I, that's why I want to try to fucking master the show. And the whole idea that it's a bottle of every just kind of different person I've met in my life, of like a scoop of a fucking hour and a half of talking or whatever, um, and going on about whatever the fuck subjects, and just kind of like I don't know, like I like to think that comedy should be free. So why not let me bottle it, put it on a virtual shelf, and then forever on the internet make that free and never charge for the show? Because you could be like, oh, what do I want? Because I think a lot of people do that in dispensaries when they're in like legal states. Of like, well, there's yeah. different kind of weeds for different kinds of ailments. There's different kinds of fucking alcohols for different kinds of feelings. You know what I mean? Like, there's there, insert bottle analogy here for like what you're getting um, in a legal fucking vendor, like a voodoo shop. It's like this one will make you feel better. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever. Um, and I like having that for these. And I, that's why I put the description. It was like, oh, this is this guest. They are them. Um, this is who they are to me. And maybe you want to hear me talk to that kind of guy. Or maybe you want to hear me talk to that kind of girl. And like hear how I have a relationship with them. And maybe it'll just make you think about yourself. And I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I, I hope the show helps people. It's crazy. And it's all over the place. We talk about cum a lot. And that can't be helped. No. <laughs> but... Well Sometimes that happens. It just comes up. It does happen. And then you'd like to admit it doesn't, but it does. Oh, miss my pun, man. Comes up. <laughs> I, um, we talk about, like, how to fake an orgasm as a guy. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> because girls are easy because they're like a fucking, like, baseball mitt. And you can just, like, take it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, take the ball. Did you catch it or not? Um, but with guys, you have juice. Literally, though. You gotta let juice loose. Now, I am gonna move your chair up a little closer to the mic. Alright, cool. We've got Sorry, him up. We've got his lie. shirt on. I'm I was lie. looking at his nipples a lot. He's back in clothes, ladies and gentlemen. We're just joking. <sighs> but you got shirtless, so I can make that joke. Um, <laughs> no, I love that. I fucking, I love that guest. Like, I mean, I had a guest once, uh, like, wow. I had a guest eat and then like have like a really bad burp situation and then I thought he was gonna barf and it was really funny but like no no barfs yet we've been close but none none have been successful and I'm upset that I thought I thought I was gonna get one right here I was like yes isolate the sound I was literally just gonna shut the fuck and be like and be like yes yes I'm gonna make it a sound bite forever and just be like that joke was a like a fucking the real barf sound though, because the real one you just can't match the no, slosh. You can't imitate. The <laughs> you sound can't imitate the, the slosh. The act, yeah, yeah. The slosh is a good word for it, <laughs> isn't it? I hate that I'm so accurately it, like, it, able to describe. When you say it, it makes that noise in your head. Like you literally, yes! like, yeah, you hear. Yeah, it. it's a very spit causing word though. So I, I reel back and I diverse. Um, <laughs> so, tell me about yourself. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, 
Well, at least tell me this. What is your degree in? I think you're in school. Yeah, so I'm about to be done uh, going for marketing. Okay. So I'll have a business degree, and my focus will be marketing. So I'm proud of myself. I've never really been great at school. Right. Uh, Fortunately, fortunately, you know, I've been able to push myself and work for it, and I had the opportunity to swim for Wright State. That's and cool. you know, until they cut our program, unfortunately, which that was, was sad. And I was, but you know what? Wright State with. has shown me by getting kids off the radio station. Maybe Wright State, some people are good, but some people, it's just it's just nature. Midori said it best: some people are born with more power than others, and not every man is created equal. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad reality of life. And I wish people were created equal, but it's just not the case. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's a big sentence. And I thought about that a lot, and I was like, well, that's exactly... Some people do like my show. Some people don't like it enough to where they don't want it on their campus. Some people just don't give a shit about swimming enough to think that you got to keep it, even if you have a whole fucking pool, and, like, it's a good idea to use it, and, like, what the fuck, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's aggravating sometimes. I get it. And... But some people give a shit. And yeah. it's just... It's hard to say what is there more of. People who give a shit or people who don't give a shit. And that's a hard metric to matter. Yeah. Like, actually fucking put down on the line and be like, yeah, more people give a shit here. I'd like to think that's the idea, but, like, a lot of people are just in it for their own thing. Like, I'm not trying to diss anybody, but I had a class once, and the teacher, I could just tell, not was jealous of me, but just didn't really enjoy me, I don't think, because it was, the the subject matter of the class was something I'm really passionate about, which is comedy, and, like, I could tell she just wasn't really vibing my style, but, like, everybody else was and we did a set of the funny bone and I fucking killed it yeah. and like she was like if anyone had done something like that again I would have given them an F but because it's not in the syllabus you got an A and I was like I don't know how to take that how does you go, how, do, how would you go from an F to an A like, she's like you deserve an F but because it's not in the syllabus I can't give you an F so you're gonna get an A and I was like okay I guess I'll feel good knowing I changed your syllabus forever <laughs> and I'll live with that forever <laughs> you know what I mean so, like, I don't know, because you, you, a lot of the time I liked her advice, and she was a good teacher, but, like, some people give a shit for all the yeah. reasons. Some people give a shit for only rec- required reasons. You know what I mean? There's a difference of how much effort is actually into the giving a shit also. You may give a shit for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? And that that's what bugs me, too, when people are giving a shit for the wrong reasons. Luffy, Midoriya, everyone is big about this in Shonen Jump of all these animes, like, hey... What drives you? What pushes you? What's the goal? What's the one big driving force goal? Luffy, I want to be King of the Pirates. Midoriya, I want to be the best hero so I can save everybody. Fucking um, Fire Force, he wants to be a great uh, fucking hero that can save anybody with his fucking like uh, fire feet. And that's amazing. And it's really good. Um, there's a cop anime called Gangsta to where they're like, we don't give a shit about any laws. We just give a shit about doing the right thing. And I'm like, oh man, that's cool. Like, uh, I don't know. Like anime is big about these big driving centralized, like goals that push the development of the show over time. Like this one idea of like, what is the one goal? And if you can just focus on that, you will achieve it and you can succeed it if you just work at it yeah. and you really do want it for the right reason. Cause that's another thing. People who want it for the wrong reasons won't achieve it. Because even though they may have immense power or great ability or whatever, what drives them will be their weakness. You know what I mean? When you know you have a wrong reason morally or something in the world that is just unjust, 
and very easily, defiably unjust, um, you can't really argue that you will conquer over somebody with the exact same goal with righteous reasons. Only because their armor is a little bit more bulletproof because while your terrible ideas are what drive you and may have given you a lot of power, insert Big Mom from One Piece, like, like she's not a terrible person, I guess, but she's just fucking evil. Um, Kaido, he just fucking... I mean, he tried to kill himself, but, like, he was just so strong he couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what? So I'm like, I don't know, man. So, like, even these even these villains, like, I mourn for. They're just in it for the wrong reasons. But a piece of them is because they had a really shitty life. And they and they had a really shitty and hard upbringing, but they fought through it and they and they gained strength. But they just learned the wrong things, or no one at least came along and taught them the right taught things the right that was strong enough to really overpower them and say, "Listen, this is why I'm going to be the king of the pirates, or whatever, and this is why you won't because you're fucking flawed that way. You're you give a shit about this too much, or you're worried about this. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> Luffy's going to win and be the king of the pirates because he fucking that's his goal." And he gives, and he nothing matters more to him than his crew. When and he sees anyone else disrespect their own crew, he steps in because that's what matters most. Yeah. You don't disrespect your crew on the sea because that's literally all you have. And I'm like, fuck, this show is amazing. So like, I don't know. I think anime is a good teacher, just like Mister Roger was. Like, there are just there's good things that really do cut to the chase and just really fucking give it to you in a nice way. And I'm and I'm, I don't know. I just, I wish, I wish, I'm not trying to say The Simpsons and The Family Guy should just cancel on American Dad and all that, but like, I'm good on that stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't need those shows anymore. And I don't want to see those shows anymore, like, at all. Like, give me, like, Always Sunny is a really great show how character development can be used in, like, really fucked up ways. Like, say you start yes. with a really terrible character in season one, and then every season they get better comedically, but as characters, they literally just get more retarded because Charlie is debatably autistic and that's the funny way to say that because it's an inside joke for the show. Frank gets more gross. Dee becomes more of a bird, bird. but Loki gets hotter every season. So she pregnant. starts really ugly and like, dude, right now in the current season, yeah. she's banging hot. And I'm yeah. like, they just and keep Mac dissing her. Is, Mac, Mac is, is absolutely fucking fuck, monster. But he's he still looks a like religious gay person he that's looks like extreme. Yeah. Fucking... Dennis is just so fuck. I mean, from the season one to now, 9, dude. From season one to season now, like fourteen, filming fifteen. Dennis has become this fucking sociopath of a fucking rape, fuck fetished, but clean and potentially murdered Marine Ponderosa fucking badass. Like, ah, what the fuck? Why is this the best show on the earth? Top one. What is what is your favorite Mac phase? Oh, dude, we have yet to see the best Mac. You know what's going to be the best Mac? What's going to be the best Mac? Ripped Fat Mac. Ripped Fat Mac. Because you know what the best Mac was? Fat Mac. Fat Mac. Fat Mac was the best Mac. I agree. But Fit Mac is fucking amazing because he can do crazy shit. Now, what if we had a fat, fat Mac? A fit, fat Mac. That would be the... Dude, just a fat guy who has just... The fucking like has, you can do a, you can do mass. a big guy fucking ripped. If we yeah. had that, that would legit be the best Mac. Only because like he'd be fat as fuck, he'd be all time, but he would be crazy fucking strong. So he would just like he would literally be a monster. He'd be and that's what he man. wants. He would be the day man. 
I, I, I pitched all these different sunny episodes in my head of like where the show's going. And I, I, I literally like had this future site where like it was like hockey where you can really focus it and see like kind of the future. And I really focused and I was like, dude, at some point there's gonna be an episode where Frank or D or Charlie or any combination of them or all three walk in on Dennis and Mac doing some really weird shit together. And here's the answer that it's gonna be. In this new season, they've gotten so dumb and submissive. It's crazy. What the fuck? The Dennis fucked off? It's gonna be this. Dennis is gonna be like in a golden god outfit with like paddles and whips and all these things and like all this crazy shit and bondage. And Mac is gonna be in a cross-covered leather gimp suit where it's completely covered and like no real genitals are exposed and it's all about just like torture so when they come in it's like it's nothing weird okay i don't fuck him there's no holes like like because they can say fuck now so like they they are gonna unleash some crazy shit come come soon because also they you don't have to worry about danny devito leaving he literally said i'm gonna do the show till i die like it's the best thing on television i'm like absolutely i know what the last episode of sunday's gonna be it's gonna be frank's funeral probably but then like they did show that like you can replace them anybody they showed you with the first episode of that one season that it doesn't matter if dennis is here you can replace them like you can do it and they're still gonna fuck it up because like the elements are there but like oh my god like I love Sonny, and it really does warm my heart that these people go to these really extraordinary feats to make the world's weird as shit. Like, one of my favorite episodes is the water park episode. I know, when I first did that, dude, when I first it. watched it and it, it first awesome. came on, I was like, ugh, I don't know if this is going to be good. And I do that every time. I'm like, it's in the I do that every fucking episode. For, not now, because I know every single episode is the best thing in the world. But when I saw every episode of Sunny for the first time, I was like, I don't know about this one, man. Like, they've been killing it, but like this one. And then I'm like, it was the best episode. Every episode is now the best episode. And that's what's fucking freaked me out. They're so good Aids at what they the do. I just want this show to impress them. I want this show to... Because I use sound bites from them. One of my favorite buttons that I've ever made for the show was He-Man. And he'd be like, by the power of Grayskull... I have... And it would cut to Frank and be like, AIDS, I got AIDS, where he's cutting through the line. He would do the whole AIDS ring. He goes, well, he's not... I'm not gay. And he goes, no, my test did show he had the gay AIDS. He goes, not all AIDS are bad. Uh, You know, there's there's the vagina kind of AIDS. There's the needle-based kind of AIDS. I'm a vagina guy, right? Uh, Like, I can keep going. I love it. And, like, the song they use when, like, Dennis and that little girl are just robbing everybody at the fucking water park for free shit. And, like, oh, my God, she robs him. And, like, I'd like to think in a couple years there's going to be a show starring her that Dennis started. Yeah. And, like, they're going to help produce. And, like, you can quote me on this, America. That's going to fucking happen. (laughs) Um, That'd be cool. But I think there's going to be some really weird shit that they're going to walk in on Dennis and Mac doing because they live together. And eventually Dennis is just going to fucking be wore down. He's like, all right, I will do some weird shit every once in a while with you if you get off my fucking back and stop touching me in public and like have rule like he, Dennis has a whole speech on why he did it like oh my god like uh, you're the only one and he's like that's why I use paddles and vlogging so I don't have to touch him but like that's why he's a general like, his face is covered and, and like Mac just has a bunch of crosses like a big ass one on his face and he just cuts and eventually Mac just like if I could just intervene and then he just rips him and he goes you cannot intervene and Charlie's just like like I can see it it's gonna be an episode I think I should write for their show. That'd be fucking awesome. I think I could really write really funny sketches for them and like Especially really good stories. Yeah. Well, and, and like, think about it. Like, 
Yeah. I also it also warms my heart to know that Sunny and Workaholics were really tight and they fucked with each and they fucked with each other heavily. And I love that. Workaholics was so good and I cannot believe they ended after seven seasons. It was amazing. It was a masterpiece. But honestly, like if they would have really, really, I guess you don't want to do a show forever. But like, dude, that was a show we really could have like watched forever. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's like making Seinfeld. And eventually Seinfeld ends, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. But, like, Sonny's the only show that's like, we're not quitting, you sons of bitches. Like, they keep going, we're and they're back. like, dude, I'm the gonna... last episode of the newest season literally, like, almost made me cry. Really? If you really do watch Sonny and you watch it, it should make you cry. And then it's like, oh, my God, you had me going. Have you seen it? The Is laser the tag one? episode? Oh, uh, yeah. Holy shit, dude. That almost made me Cause Did you get, like, what was happening? For the most part. Like, as they were leaving the base, that's them leaving the show. Yeah. And then eventually there's no... And it's just quiet. And it's really fucked up. And it's really sad. And it yeah. really fucking panics you. And then they all come yeah. back and it's like, we're not going anywhere, you sack of shit. And I'm like, fuck yes. Like, that's what... We needed that. The fans needed that secret message to saying, we're not going anywhere from this show. Do not worry. We've heard you. We love you. Yeah. Because they're really open to the community. That's like, I don't know. Like, I, to me, I just want to meet them because they're the master of their crafts. And I feel like I could learn a trick or two. Or at least, like, try to show them my stuff. Because I'm not trying to be like, I could, I could be a writer, but I could be a fucking, I could be an addition to the show. Like, I think I'd be, I could be a hilarious character. I don't know yeah. what. But I think I could at least write or be, like, a background guy sometimes. Or, like, what the fuck ever. The point is, I love the show. And I would give them everything for free just to be, just to be around them. And feel their presence of greatness in the writing community, in the fucking comedic view, in like the comfortability to do really fucked up shit on TV. Like, I get worried sometimes when I do this show because I'm like, what if I offend people? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I do this? What if I do that? You know who doesn't give a shit? Sonny. You know who's my hero? Sonny. You know who this show is made to impress? Sonny. Because my hero has all these different characters that have different favorite number one heroes. Red Rocket has the fucking, like, ninja red dude. And, like, that's who he models himself after. And, like, I've modeled this show after Sonny and, like, Eric Andre to a degree. And, like, ah, it's just, I love it because I portray it as such a piece of shit disappointment. But I don't really think it comes out to be like that. I think it just comes out to be talking very sweetly to the world. And then to my guests and talking from the heart and telling you what's important to me and what's important to you because that's what should be important. That's what should, people should discuss, not fuck yeah, you and fuck yourself for your color where you're from. No, how about, hey, what's your favorite food and why is it? You know what I mean? Like, give yeah. me the why. Yeah. <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? I don't know. I keep rabbit-holing. Um, I keep rambling. Let me let you talk for a second. How are you? <laughs> good, man. Yeah, I was... I was on a path of just a crazy little experience, but I was just trying to keep it cool, keep it together. I was listening, I was into what you're saying, and I was just like... Well, like, I hate to admit it, but, like, I did that once with somebody that, like, was in a long car drive that he was just, like, panicking because he was just, like, having an anxiety, but, like, I talked him through it just because rambling. Like, the rambling, it just breaks through. It doesn't matter what's wrong because it just kind of... It was a nice distraction for me to not be focusing on what was, like... The weird, I don't know what, just I got hit this wave of just like, and so I was just hot. Yeah, literally, I was hot, but I was cold. And you're not in your old. You. Like he had you can't blame him for saying Oh my god, I fucking love that. Um, well, I love this. Well, here we'll take a break. Um, we'll step outside. We'll get you some cool air. 
maybe or whatever. We'll at least turn the fan on. We'll uh we'll get some water. We'll enjoy your first culture shock, you people listening at home. Uh, we'll be back. I don't want to give away what the subject field of the songs will be yet because obviously I add those at a later date. And fuck this guy because he doesn't get to know just like all the other guests. Ha 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 ha! This is the most piece of shit show that you're listening to. We'll be back. Uh, I hope you enjoy so far. Adieu, motherfuckers. Hey, what's better than your first culture shock than having it be nothing but country, basically? Uh, you know, we had some Shooter Jennings, so why not Waylon Jennings? And why not Waylon Jennings do a cover of one of the most iconic songs in the world so you just know how powerful of a musician he really is? So please enjoy his cover of The House of the Rising Sun. Live. Enjoy. <sighs>
Do not touch the tram. Uh, the reason we're introducing this next song uh, as the culture shock is because Billy Joe Shaver helped play a lot of stuff for Squidbillies in the music. So why not play one of his most badass tunes he's ever done, even though it's seven minutes long? I want some more. A very uh, psychedelic look into early country. So please enjoy. Every day I face the lonesome mornings I try and get my feet back on the floor I can't recall the reason why you left me But I still feel the slamming of the door like a child whose mama left him crying Like a miser who cannot hold his gold I ain't been worth a nickel since you left me I can't get enough of you
Man, I hate commercials. Don't even say the C word to me. Where that loser Brighton at? No and B? He probably out there boxing birds and shiz. Let's get back to it before anyone tunes out. <sighs> you think anybody's still listening to this crap? You tripping, big dog. Huh? We're back. <laughs> Just like that, like a switch. Um, you flip it, you flop it, you twist it, you top it. It don't matter. The point of this sentence is that we were talking about sex on the break, which because it's Valentine's Day, and you should be too, because embrace your lovers, even though this will be listened to in the future, so I don't give a crap. Uh, it's still a good message. So tell me the story again from the beginning of your foreign lover. <laughs> it's a very good story. You had me cast so, it, but I didn't want to hear the end. So, um, <laughs> I went to go visit one of my friends at Akron University a few years ago, and uh, while we were there... Mm -hmm. She uh, was from Poland, and she just walked Didn't in the speak room. A lick of English. She spoke. She spoke. I mean, she's been. In, she was in America for four years, so she was a senior. She was on her like last semester, getting ready to go back okay. to Poland. Probably had some English. And she knew. Yeah, she knew some English, but like it's not her primary language. Primary language, and so you know, she just comes walking into the house, and she just walks right by me. Doesn't even like doesn't acknowledge me at all. And I was just like, who is that? Wow. Like, yeah. and so I wanted to meet her. And then like, you know, one point I opened the fridge and this like door broke and ketchup fell out and got all over her. And so then she was like, oh, great. Like this, who is this guy spilling ketchup on me? Well, then later that night, you know, like I willed up the courage to apologize in some way yeah like i walked up and i was like hey like i'm sorry i got ketchup on you like that was an accent and she was like it's okay i was just trying to get like in a hurry and you just said you had drinks in the fridge and we didn't see any drinks in the fridge so i was trying to tell you to go and i was like well there's drinks here do you want one and she was like absolutely and so we That's just nice. started like talking and then like we were sitting on the couch and then we started dancing and then like like I was saying earlier, so we were like on our way home, like to her place. Talk about the walk. Cause that the was walk was was like one of my favorite experiences because we didn't say a word to each other. I don't think, honestly, we literally were holding hands, and we were laughing, and we were skipping and like running, and she was on my back, I was on her back, like giving each other piggyback rides, like. Literally, like, not communicating through words, but actions. Yeah. And it was a love language. Yeah. And right from the start, we just kind of had that natural connection. And so, you know, we finally get to her apartment. And, like, before 
you know, we get there. I'm like, no, where are we? Like, where are we going? She stops me, slaps me in the face, and, you know, says, shh, and whispers something in Polish to me that, to this day, I still don't know what it was. But I will tell you, it was the sexiest thing I've ever heard. You know, there's nothing like a woman speaking... In a foreign language. Her her language. Her language. Not even foreign to her. It's her No, it's foreign to you. And it was... That's what's high, is that it's foreign to you, and you don't know what a fuck it is, it don't fucking matter. It was... I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but, you You know, she... You should, it's hilarious. She was an amazing person, and... Like, we had an awesome relationship, and I'm still friends with her to this day. Oh, and, nice. like, that's, like, the best part about it is, like, you know, we had, we just had, like, such a, I don't know, it was, it was just a very spark. It was hot. It was fire. It was hot. It was fire. It was, yeah. it was a sweet, hot fire. Dude, it was. <laughs> oh, that's it was sweet. young love, man. Oh. Like, sometimes you just meet someone, and you know. No, like, that's You cute. can, like, you had that feeling. And that's what makes me sad is she literally was moving back to Poland and she has, like, her compass would be her family, her country, like, swimming, like, those things. And Would you go to Poland? You know, I mean, I would go there. I don't know if I would want to live there. I mean... See it, like, I could, it out, maybe. But the thing is, see how it feels. I could consider it for someone if, yeah. like, that opportunity was there and then, there, unfortunately, our relationship didn't, you know, get to evolve to that point because... We spent more time apart than we did together. Uh, together. Yeah, it happens. And that's what was stressful for it. And, you know, maybe if I would have met her two years before and then was still dating her up until that point, then, yeah, maybe, shit, man, I'd probably be in Poland right now. But, you know, at the same yeah. time, it is what it is. And I learned a lot from the relationship. She taught me a lot of things. And yeah, like, I'm sure, yeah. The crazy thing Abby is... Abby teaches me new things every single day, and I'm like, huh. I was not looking for anything. I literally was just like, I was having a you good night. You never are. I was having a good You never night. are. <laughs> and it just, it, like, it just happened. Yeah. And then, like, the thing is, she just took care. Forgot what I was actually going to say. I got distracted <laughs> in it, because I was like, started to reminisce. No, you're and, good. Just reminisce, like, rabbit hole. Yeah, it was, it was an experience, but like, you know... She just taught me how to, like, love as natural as I can. Okay. And... That's a good message. Like... That's a good, that's a good like, moral of your story that you took away from it. Yeah. Do you think, like... Do you still talk to her today? Yeah, every once in a while. We keep in touch, like, you know... That's cool. Let her know happy birthday. She lets me know happy birthday. That's nice. Every once in a while, I ask how she's doing. I'm just like, you know, I'm like, let her know how I'm doing. And I remember what I was going to say. She helped me... Because I wasn't looking for anything because I'd just gotten out of, like, a three-year relationship that was right. super toxic. Right, right, right. Like, this... It, it, I don't like to talk bad about my exes okay. or do anything you like can. that. You can't. I don't usually normally do it, but I did but once on one show, and I was like, fuck animals. It's, it's just like, you know, it was just negative for both of us towards the end. It started off great when we were together all the time. But the more distance we had because I transferred schools and was away and we weren't with each other every single day made it to the point where it was so stressful where, like, we couldn't find a way to communicate with each other reasonably without being argumentative and, like, hostile to each other. Yeah. There was no common ground on, like, seeing each other regularly. It was pretty much one-sided. Yeah, that sucks. On that. And, like, I wasn't happy. And then... What it really came down to was, like, I can blame that on being just distant from each other. That's okay. That happens. Yeah. But what it came down to is when someone, like, that is your significant other should never tell you, like, your friends 
Like, you can't hang out with your friends, you have to hang out with me. Yeah. Like, I understand that every once in a while, like, yeah, if you're, you've not been spending time, or you want to really spend time with them, asking to, because it's yeah. asking to hang out with someone. Yeah. Just because you live with someone doesn't mean, like, you're expected to be with them all the time, you're supposed yeah. to coexist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, no, that's a good way to put it. It's not, know? um, it's not like a earth and a moon. Yeah. The, the planets are the same size, and they have their own solar systems, and they have yeah, their own fucking, you, you they you just co- there's harmony. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to coexist with them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like, that's when problems happen. And, like, literally, we weren't coexisting. It was so dependent on yeah so many different things. And that's what, like, was toxic. And so, like, I wasn't allowed to see my friends. I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah, when relationships have me. weird rules, that's when you know that it's not a good relationship. Exactly. Because if you know the person's the person, there are no weird rules. You're exactly. just okay with everything they do because they're... The person. Yeah, and that's a good way to put that. Um, I think no matter how people spend their Valentine's Day, I like to think that people try to romanticize this holiday Absolutely. In, inward and try to say, like, oh, who do I love? And, like, I don't even think it's about, like, a lover. It's just who do you love? Like, or what you do know, you I love? love Abby. We love each other. But, like, I also told my very small friend group, like, you know, I love you guys. Yeah. And, like, I think that's important, too. My dad used to send me, like, uh, Valentine's Day cards and you just be like hey I just want you to know like I do love you yeah and I'm like oh that's kind of nice you know what I mean like it's not really in a gay way <laughs> or like in a weird way but it's just in a, like a I guess like a mutual appreciation it's in a respect way too yeah I guess because Valentine's Day is not really something <clears throat> I used to have a, this middle school ideology of Valentine's Day yeah it's like oh you have a crush and you get the fucking opportunities and flowers yeah. and all this shit and like all this stuff but then like you grow up a little bit and you realize that Valentine's Day is m- more of an opportunity to tell anyone in your life that you love them. Mm-hmm. Not just the person you're trying to fuck. And that's a nice thought to think about. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's a nice chance to say, you know, to your grandma, I love you. It's a nice day to say, you know, it's just a good it's just a good reflection. Which is a weird thing that we say every Valentine's Day. Because isn't it for like, whoa, 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 whoa. what started Valentine's Day again? It's not the Valentine's Day Massacre. Because that happened after. Um, Wasn't it like... I don't know if I love or hate you yet, Valentine's it was, Day. We'll debate. It was... Oh, I can't even remember. We have the internet and Google, but I refuse I wonder, to use it because it would be too only, easy. Only if there was a magical source of information that we can... They easily could Easily use access via just at your tips of your computer fingers. Computer of recording show or via the fucking means of many computers that are in our fucking pockets. Either or. I say it was a guy that got arrested. Okay. For love or something like, and like it was Saint Valentine or something like that. He was a saint, and it was something of that sort, and that's it happened on February fourteenth. That's 14th. a good story. If not, so, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. It's a good story. It, it, it could be. We yeah. make it. You know, uh, that's, sometimes that <laughs> happens. Let's make it. Good, good storytelling. Hey, you know, we're talking about it. It must be real. <laughs> that's what exactly. I you know. Oh, that's funny as fuck. Do you think? Um, that's what history used me, to be. Me and Nolan talked about this a lot. We don't like to buy gifts a lot for stuff because it's more about the moments. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I, we're not materialistic. Like, me and Nolan are like, we'd rather just sit there and talk on a porch or like, when Abby's like, you know, I, I told Abby not to get me anything for Valentine's Day because we were just going to do like an event. Like, we were just going to go do something and go be together and like, because that means more yeah. to me. So think about a love language, right? Have, mm-hmm. you ever, have you ever read into love languages or anything? A little bit. So... 
Like, for instance, your love language is most certainly not giving gifts. And that definitely, or like getting, like receiving gifts. Right. You want to spend the time and you want to enjoy the moment. You want to be with them right. and you want to experience something rather than being receiving something that is material, right? Right. So, like, for instance, I'm the same way. And so my girlfriend loves to cook. That is something that she absolutely has a huge passion and she's I mean, a phenomenal too. cook. And okay. she's been vegan for five years. So, being vegan is, you don't really get convenience food a lot. Okay. And up until recently. So, like, taking, like, things, little things you don't think about. Like, milk chocolate. You can't eat milk chocolate. The One of the main ingredients is, you know, a dairy product. Right. So, she hasn't had a chocolate-covered chocolate strawberry in five years. Right, right, right. So, I've been thinking about this. Like, okay, how, how can I plan this out? So, we woke up. Went and the crazy thing is my parents used to own a chocolate shop. Okay. So That's I crazy. grew up with chocolate, so I know what to do. I know how to make this. So like I was like, Alright, cool. Um, so we're gonna go get some stuff, like come on, let's do this and then I took her, we got her stuff, when we went to Whole Foods, had some breakfast there, and then we went home and I taught her how to melt the chocolate without burning it. Because chocolate has a really, really low bo like burning Boy, point, point yeah. so it will burn very fast. And once it burns, it's ruined. You can't use it and won't melt. So if you try and melt it too hot, too fast, it gets clumpy. And it's not that perfect little silky, yeah. smooth, melty, yeah. you know what I mean? I get that. So I showed her how to get to that point, and then we were dunking our strawberries. We're coating, yeah. them. We're coating them with like hemp seeds and oh, pistachios yeah. and sprinkles. So like... We're spending the time, we're doing the moment, and it's something that she hasn't gotten to do. And, you know, now we have, like, a little dessert that is, you know, in the house, and it's nice. Like, put some in the freezer, that way they get a little bit of a crisp to them. Yeah. A couple of them in the fridge, and a couple of them So it's different. Yeah, oh, so Christ. good. I like frozen but like, too. She and she's the same way. She doesn't want, like, gifts. She wants experiences. She wants to know that I care. Yeah, so and that's what I've tried to stress to Abby, too. Yeah, like, like, a lot of the time and, whenever we get to hang out, I'm like, hey, like, I don't know, I don't have a lot of money right now, and I know I'm not killing it, but, like, I mean, just the moments are what matters to me, and just, like, being able to outlet all my comedy to her, I think, means a little bit, because yeah, she absolutely. knows she's my first person I usually absolutely. Pitch, pitch stuff to, because she's the most important opinion to me. Yeah, you, know you I mean? have, sometimes, you know, like, stressful situations can make it seem like we put our, like, we're not prioritizing but they always have that main focus right like you have that one person that really is priority one reason why you're probably doing it is so that way like well that's what like anime also teaches you is like it's not a bad thing to be like have your crew and just not really fuck with anybody else because you can really develop your crew and they can be really great people and then people are all of a sudden envious of your crew and it's like, well, we don't really give a shit anyways because we still have each other. Yeah. Because the most important thing is making sure the nine of the one fucking piece straw hats are safe. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. care for each other and they always stick together and they always look out and, like, protect each other. And, like, it's nice. And it's nice to know that, like, there's that bond of, like, we're on the crew. Like, we have to we have to protect each other. Like, it's it's a must. You know what I mean? And I yeah. like that. And to remind you, like, no matter what happens, like, protect your crew. That's a good thought, I think, to leave with, like, when it comes to an anime about pirates. Yeah. Because you wouldn't think that that would be the thing. Especially with pirates. Yeah, you think about you, treasure, you think, yeah, fucking, whatever. Pirates, it's more like... And they ha they ha they're re literally redefining the term what a pirate could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone who just sails the seas and does well, what they want. That doesn't mean, that, that doesn't mean that's were. a bad thing. It just means they do what they want based on their moral code. 
And while that's bad, okay, what's that? What's the difference from people on fucking land now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people do whatever the fuck they want here! They just want to swim! <laughs> Literally. Dude, my favorite thing, that Luffy was a really good swimmer in, like, the first two episodes, and then he fucking ate the double fruit, and he just lost that. Lost and I was like, that's so funny to me. Like, that was the thing. Like, he used to be a really fucking awesome swimmer. Um, I don't know. Do you think you've ever gone through, like, a time skip? Do you think college is your time skip? Of, like, to upgrade and, like, Absolutely. I think a little more and like I developed home, home it, skills. It wasn't even I would say it took till my junior year. I think I finally like it hit me. I felt like this just different approach kind of to everything after my junior. Year. It was pretty much my senior year. It like for some reason the way I like went into swimming went into my senior season. Yeah. You know like I just I don't know, I, I was breaking things down, I've been thinking about things more, mm-hmm. and then I took it and applied it into my schoolwork too, I was actually like, able to be able, to, like, understanding and focusing, and yeah, I, I don't know, it was weird, and I just kind of think, like, I started just kind of maturing and growing up and treating things with a little bit more seriousness and not as, I don't know, light, I guess. It was. It's hard to explain, but like I, I you're I, more. There's a good, you're more Midoriyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Midoriya from one. Uh, I almost said One Piece. My uh, My Hero Academia, the main character slash Bakugo main character, um, he fucking looks at everything in like a very analyzed way yeah. and looks at every single little detail and like everything matters and like. God damn, like, dude, the newest season, you really need to watch mm. the newest episode because Bakugo, Bakugo says some really emotional shit to a kid. Because he has, Bakugo has this one, all, Yeah, and this one kid seen. is, like, doing something, um, and he's, like, kind of looking down on the other kids, but all the other kids are having fun because they realize, like, it's a bunch of shit. I'm not going to try to spoil it, but then, like, ba- he's still resilient, and then Bakugo comes over and he says, like, you know, you shouldn't look down at others because you won't notice your own weaknesses. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's a big sentence from Bakugo. Literally. You know what I mean? He's a very brash person. He's a very extroverted individual. So, like, for him to really put that out there is very good. The thing about what's happened to him. A lot of shit. And even though, like, even though the people that he thinks he's ruined lives of has told him, like, you're fucking fine. And and he's also had to just sit and watch Midoriya grow. But then, like, even All All Might said it best, like, when you're a. You know, a minor, it's level easy to level up. Yeah. Like, you have a great power, and that's why, like, you know, I don't know. Like, when the new... He, boom, with yeah. the circle, that was so sweet. I, I loved I loved my hero's development on their characters, because they didn't... Like, one problem with anime sometimes is... Like, I love character development. It's one of my favorite things. But when it takes 30 episodes for them to tell... Like, one... Yeah, but I also do like the, the slowness sometimes of it. Because it does build a lot. It adds a little bit. I like the talking. Because I, I enjoy the character development and the mixing of, like, yeah. the talking and the emotions of stuff of, like, the different students. And, like, I don't know. I, I do enjoy the stuff where, like... Like, it just means... Like, even, like, the, the talking seems like it's a fight in language. Yeah. Because, like, when Midoriya went to All Might, when he was just on his jog... That was a really funny, sweet moment. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I, I like those. Like, I don't give a shit. And then, yeah. and usually on the next teaser, it's, they, they never, usually they go fight, 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 fight every episode. But if they don't, and if there's no training or any cool shit, usually they go 
fight, talking, fight, talking. But there's always a fight. Like, they're yeah. pretty generous on combat. Fight. And, but, like, uh, horror sometimes. Like, my hero show that they can be horror. scary now. Yeah. Like, the new season, like, they've gotten really scary, and I'm fucking into it. Because that's how it really should be. Yeah. Because it shows you the realness of the so world. So, with scary. the one dude with the face, the hand oh, on the dude, face. You, I can't when he took his, his hands, I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Because, like... You know what he did, right? He compressed the one so he would have the one hand, and then he destroyed the, the other, other one. So that he has it, and now he can't use his quirk until one day he's going to come back and be like, here's the deal. I'll give you your hand back. You have to fucking obey me. And we're going to make... And he's probably going to develop now a way to control him. He's like, here's the deal. You have to do this and this and let them use their quirks on you, and then you'll be... I'll give you your hand, because even if you try to defy me, it won't matter. Yep. And I'm like, Phew. I mean... I love. I know you love my hero also because the guy that made it was like, "Hey, I modeled it after Star Wars." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's a big sentence." And that has me thinking. Honestly, I think the main villain is going to end up being Midoriya's dad. You think so? Hundred percent. Why would you not think that? They literally modeled it after Star Wars. What's the that biggest plot twist of Star Wars? Luke's father is Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. yeah. So you're not wrong. And literally, there's a one of the biggest theories that I haven't read into the manga yet, but a lot of people are speculating is that you know. Almighty said it. You have a bunch, like, you know, you take quirks from wherever. Okay, what if this guy went across the country, had a bunch of kids, yeah. and then took the quirks of the um, fucking children born. across the globe? So maybe, like, really, the percentage of kids that should have quirks should be, like, lower, and he himself existing. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because Almighty, it it's does. like a battle for quirks. Yeah. Um, and fucking, like, there's a big speculation that Midoriya did have a quirk. And it got taken from him yes. as a kid. That makes a lot. Um, I never even thought about that because why does he? Why do they not mention the dad? And maybe he, he has so many yeah. quirks. Why can't he have a mind altering or memory altering quirk? Yeah. To say like your husband is dead or like he's not around or like whatever. And this yeah. was his quirk. Insert random quirk here. Literally. You know what I mean? But like, it's just interesting to me that we don't talk about it more. That like, yeah. <laughs> Midoriya potentially had a quirk that was stolen. And that if he's the main character, fucking, I mean, could you? Imagine? I don't. I can't. There's gonna be a war at some point because that happens. Yeah. And when the war happens, that's when at some point in the war, All Might's gonna die there. So. And that's what I'm not thinking uh, about because yeah, it's not, very okay. likely gonna no. happen. It, but then it, again, like Midoriya could very well prevent it. That's gonna make me cry because I when I was watching Naruto, I remember the first time through. When Dude, literally, when I, his Jiraiya died, when Jiraiya died, I literally, yeah, I was, I was shook. Did you I watch was, Boruto? Yes. Does it mean a lot to you to see Jiraiya and like yes. see Jiraiya fuck a lot with like see really the extent of Jiraiya's knowledge? Yes, but it like it literally hit me so hard. Yeah. And then to get to Boruto, and then I'm just like. Yes, thank God. Yeah, like, so you get a little this, piece. You're like, please back, me, please, please, please. That makes me happy. <laughs> That's nice. And Boruto was slow. I didn't like it at first. But the, then and I then started, they started thinking, with time. and then that's when I was like, I was okay, like, now I'm and then they, it. Then now cool. they're really fucking with Borto, and then eventually there's gonna be a time skip in yeah. Borto, and then it's gonna be Borto's the adult where he's. Do you know yeah, what happens in Borto? 
where he like gets the one eye. I, 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 he's gonna master yeah. it, and then he's gonna be like the the image of the manga is him as an adult grown with the sword with the one eye already uh, activated. So I'm like, with he's him, gonna be a he god. Also has... And as a kid, they put him in Jump Force, so I'm like, he's gonna be a god after the time skip. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's but like, already... I don't. Uh, there's a lot of debate to say who's better, Naruto, his peak, or will it be Boruto? I just well, I wish there wasn't it, main and there's the big so discussion nerdy. does he have a tailed beast I'm like mm. but if Jira- if Madara is in Jump Force and can fight Naruto with his Susanoo and all that stuff like meh I only know this stuff because of Jump Force and that's so yeah. funny like I sound like I'm educated in Naruto I have watched maybe a hundred episodes total <sighs> and it's like the first season it's and you know it's a good show I just watch fights and like little bits one, online the fights are freaking awesome but the, the best fight is the I've, pain versus Naruto pain and Naruto yeah, Dude. I will say I did finally watch it the other day. And I'm yeah, like, this is the best fight. They they modeled it like a My Hero fight way back in the day. It's beautiful. Maybe this is where My Hero got some of that animation. It reminds ideas. me of this. It really because that came first when Naruto's just pinned to the ground with the uh, chakra spikes, just like and Inada comes in and finally confesses her love to Naruto yeah. too. It's like a finally like a because mo- all show the entire time like you're yeah. when you get to pain you've already watched two hundred episodes of Naruto and two hundred episodes of of Shippuden so you're already f- almost four hundred episodes deep into this show yeah and then finally you finally. get some sort of romanticism since this is a Valentine's special you know yeah so and you know Hinata's finally like Naruto I'm doing this because I'm standing here with you I'm no longer behind you I love you. And I'm gonna and risk it's a nice my life moment. for you. And I love that Borto has like so much potentiality to be so much cooler. Like with his like hand, yeah, and like the way he creates like the the invisible uh, Rasengan, like that's crazy to Sweet. me. Sweet, yeah, that's really it's, fucking crazy. It's because he has the lightning and the wind chakra. Like his na- he has the mm-hmm. his natures or whatever, what he can master. And I think it's super like it's badass. Like they can take it. There's so many different possibilities. Yeah. And, the, and, and the, the, you should look up the images of Boruto after the time skip, at least in the manga, because it looks bad as fuck. And yeah. Like, my friend Nick, that's his background on his phone, and I'm like, that is pretty fucking bad. I'll give yeah. you that. Um, my hope is that they add another Boruto character to Jump Force, and I think they would add the Orochimaru kid. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be, because he can already do Sage Mode. Yeah. And that would, yeah, that skips sage, a lot yeah. of the fucking training, training. needed, because he's like, oh, sage is hard. shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's pretty easy, that's pretty easy to call you a god right from the beginning, because Sage Mode is like a whole thing. Um, for anybody at home listening that doesn't fuck with anime, sorry for this rabbit hole of like an hour. <laughs> See, it's just funny to fuck, even if you don't know the characters, it's good to just listen to the fucking moral of the stories. Yeah, literally. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's what anime is great about, is teaching stories. And, like, telling... Like, I love... Um, you ever watched Baki? No, I haven't watched Baki. It's a very, like, martial arts anime, and it's very, very good. Um, there's just so many different subject fields of anime. My, one of my favorite animes now is Carol on Tuesday. And it's the same guys who made Cowboy Bebop, and it's a music anime, and it's two seasons long, and then it ends, and it's yeah. one of the best animes. They, they tackle... So much shit on Mars. Like, they, they, like, weed's legal there. Okay. But, like, they tackle, like, the whole immigration issue and, like, oh my god, it's crazy. Like, oh fuck. Like, it's, it's really, really interesting to see, like, the, the broadness that really could be humanity's actual reality on another planet if we got our shit together and worked together. 
know what I mean? Because then it would no longer be, oh, fuck him from this country, because there's always going to be problems. Then it's going to be, oh, fuck him from that planet. Yeah. Okay, well, at least you have a planet to yourself, and it's a little more leeway to fucking relax and have a little more stretching room, because it's a big galaxy, everybody. There's plenty of room for everybody. We just need to get to the room. We need to get to the point where we can just... Because like, I'm a space fan. Like, I, I love thinking about space. I do too. The well, it's, of it's, an infinite, it's an infinite beyond. Like, yeah. There's so many different possibilities of places we can do. As I wear an NASA t-shirt. Literally. I was just looking at that. Like, I'm not surprised. Do you like the patches on the yeah, arms? My, uh, it's pretty cold, right? My brother's wife, uh, his father-in-law, is an engineer at NASA in Cleveland. So wow. he's really cool. like He's like a head engineer too. So he's... Like, really knowledgeable about the stars and things. So, like, um, when we were at, like, the bachelor party for my brother's wedding, mm-hmm. we were on Lake Cumberland on the houseboat, and it was a super clear night. Oh, and, and Dave he's talking was about stars. Up on the top, that's he was cool like, spot. all right, look at these three right here and this constellation. All right, now that is actually this group of planets and stars and blah, 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 blah. And, like, he's like, we discovered that, and X went, and I was just like, Dude, it's holy cool. cow. Just talk about space. Like, yeah, I like... Because there's a potentiality for... I mean, I love Carl Sagan's interview on uh, Blake on Blank Tanks that PBS did because he's like, you know, to say that there's not life is mathematically impossible. Literally. Because the amount of universes that are in the solar system is ridiculous. And he was like, you know, the center... We're like 4.1 billion miles from the center of the universe. And he was like, that's... I mean, we're in the galactic boondocks. I love that sentence. The galactic boondocks. What the fuck did you just say to me? But, like, think about Star Wars, for instance. Like, in a galaxy far, far away. Like, and that's something where it could quite possibly be. Like, think about how long it takes for an image to travel and light to travel. So even if anyone near us, because we're in the boondocks, saw us, they probably saw us a couple million years ago. Right. What are they going to see? A couple dinosaurs running around, or just a blank gas-ridden planet that looks like a, a Jupiter that we can see right now. Or it's not Jupiter, Jupiter's not gas-ridden, but um, I think, what, Uranus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Uranus is an all-gas planet, so like, it hasn't either... I think, uh, what is it? Um, shit, 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 shit. Not Mars, it's, um, it's either Saturn is, like, mostly comprised of, like, there's miles of gas that you need to go through to get to the fucking surface. Get to the planet. But that's crazy to me. So think about, Earth was like that, though. Earth was a a giant fireball, then it was a giant ice ball. What if you could jumpstart life just by intervening? Literally. And help. Like, put in, and I can't think of, make your own, like, a bio, biome for a planet, and that way... And that's what like they're discussing to do on the moon a lot. They were like, they how should. We? Because, well, the problem with the moon is that there's just no... Because it was a rock that fell off the Earth. Yeah. It didn't really take anything with it that could make life. So that's the first instance that there is not moon on the... There's not life on the moon. But there's water on the moon. Yes. So there's the chance we could have life because it is a fragment of Earth, but it's just not Earth's full potentiality. It's a, it's a dead fragment of Earth. Yeah, a dead fragment of Earth. Literally. So we need to fucking intervene and populate and fucking do stuff to help it not because eventually in, in the future the moon's not going to be gray once you intervene it's with gonna life be, yeah. it's gonna we're gonna progress life on so the moon. if what do you think that would like do to the moon if we established on it so like um we would 
Would we would Honestly, we do what pro- humans do best, and would we deplete it, and would we? There's mine? nothing really to deplete because it's just dead earth. Would it be just this giant like? Because they've taken bone rocks back, and they're just like these aren't really useful for anything. Yeah, and that's all the planet is. So, like, to a degree, I would say, honestly, you could use it for, like, different abilities to manufacture and train different people or products based on the difference in gravity. Yeah. Because that's important. Different things work differently in different gravity. So, if you have a lower gravity naturally, you can do different math and do different things potentially easier, like train a human being to lift bigger rocks and... Fuck it. Say you have a way to really grip him down, and then he can just fucking train all day because it's easier yeah. and he can run faster. And like, I don't know. Like maybe you can produce better people, the training wise, for like future space militaries there. Like maybe the moon could be a training base. You know what? Let's just put the government on the fucking moon. They can just have the moon, Literally. and they can just watch the Earth from a distance. Don't fucking touch us. You can just watch from the moon. United. That could be like the. So you know, the Justice League has their. You want to be in the government space. so bad? Go to the fucking moon. That's they can what I that, that will be their <laughs> hub. They can they can make a little Death Star that circles Earth as a satellite. Yeah, that's all. That's literally because they want to do it anyways. All right, just do it to your heart's Look, content. Instead of just sending small metal ones and having a million of them, why not take the giant satellite that's naturally? I there? I do think at some point there will be a. Uh, orbit cleanup service in the future yeah because they're like ah there's a lot of shit around the earth and at some point if travel becomes a thing you have to make you have to get rid of it or you have like uh cowboy bebop does you have like uh jump gates that help you move faster than like the speed of light yeah but then when you fall short of that and then things get trapped in that like even though you'll see them and like they'll pass through you is because the matter is going faster than the speed of light so it does not have a resonance with your dimension yeah. and like that's just crazy to think about like they have their own little physics but in a way like that kind of makes sense so I'm like huh <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's just funny to me to think about like the practicality of everything that we could do in the world if we just stopped giving a shit about the wrong things yeah why do you give a shit where somebody's from why do you give a shit if weed is illegal why do you give a shit if Medicare is fucking, like, not free? Like, you, it should be free. Just make it free because why do you want to make profit off people? You make enough money as a government. You're just being selfish. Mm-hmm. Outlet it to different things. I know that's a shitty statement, but as soon as we stop acting like countries and start acting like a planet, we can and get a lot of really one. cool shit done. We can work mm-hmm. with other centralized governments based on where they're at and get resources from them and give resources for free and fucking coexist to just try to get to the moon. And I know that's a big leap, but it's got to, it, literally, and here's, and you know Something's how it happens, gotta there's got to be a symbol of peace. And But that's the thing with, like, All my exists, and, they, that, and they grabbed that, and, like, crime went down, people worked better. You know, it, there's got to be an All Might, and I don't know yeah. if it's got to be a comedian that's funny, I don't know if it's got to be a fucking nerd that everybody loves, it's just got to be something. So, like, I'll try to be that person, but I don't think it'll happen, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'd like to imagine that if we can just get one person that the world all likes, he can finally say, hey, let's do this. And maybe everyone will be like, let's just let's just work on it. And then maybe we can progress just even a centimeter faster than we were supposed to and get that much more advanced. Because the human yeah. society is way advanced. It just, it's going to take a emotional or spiritual awakening to get more advanced. Yeah. And however you take that from a psychedelic or from a very weird rant from a kid... <laughs> like there's a very disappointing show I don't know what you need but like it'll happen one way or the other you just have to indulge yeah. let yourself let loose to the story and let some things affect you and let be useless to the winds of the universe because 
that's how it is sometimes. But make sure that at some point there will be a curve in that wind that you can take advantage of. Take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the universe is a big place. Like if you really want to progress in society and brag about money and die happily in a fucking mansion here, I scoff at you because you should be developing your money to hopefully one day say like, hey, I'm a fundamental th- reason that people can die on other planets and that's more important to me. Yeah. Because dying on other planets means you live there. And that's what's cooler to me. Like Adventure. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Great. I think I think there's yeah. a lot of life out there. We just, we're too little to think about. Like we, we like to think we're the hot shot. We thought we were the center of the universe. No, we're fucking not. The oh, sun man. is, and that's just of our universe. There are many universes in the solar system. You fucking asshole. Literally, there's just infinite, infinite possibilities of things. As there's Bojack Horseman just looking off into space right here. I know, isn't it like a good cycle between just random things? I like. <laughs> He's referring to my background, ladies and gentlemen. Even though we explained this last show on Wallpaper Engine, I like to leave the people in uh, guessing. But yes. Uh, it is Bojack looking up in space. Isn't that one of the best moments in the show? Like yeah. when Sarah Lynn dies? Me and Abby talk about that all the time. I mean, me and Abby watched Bojack Horseman together. It's what arguably we fell in love with over. Um, but that don't matter. We have reached the second break. <laughs> so we can stop rabbit holing. This is good. We talked about space and anime a lot. See, the, the show just kind of goes all over the place. Like if you are free, we can do a third bit. But if not, we can just snub it here and then I can do the last culture shock it'll be up to you and we can decide it over the break because we don't let the ladies and gentlemen at home know what the fuck's about to happen so please enjoy the next culture shock we may or may not be back uh if we are I guess you'll hear us but if we're not suck a dick my guest has been just in case oh who suck a dick yeah suck a dick oh shit (laughs) who has my guest been today I've been I'm confused. Your name, son. Give me your name. You want my name? You want my name? I'll give you my name. It's Trevor Carriaz is here coming to you partially live. And this has been the Disappointing Radio Show, and we may or may not be back, and we will decide on the break. Bye, bitch. Bye. Oh. (laughs) I was waiting for the clap.
Yeah, I thought we'd go with a little bit of an aggressiver country and then end it with a lighter, sweeter note country that's a little, you know, still fast-paced but still lighter-toned um, because that's what this interview was, was two, uh, one aggressive guy, uh, one lighter-toned guy, and they kind of ping-ponged back and forth and shared that energy. So, I hope you enjoyed the first Culture Shock. That was by Whitey Morgan, uh, Honky Tonk Hell. So enjoy your very last one, How to Forget, by Jason Isabel. Please enjoy. Space, give her speed, give her anything she needs, get her out of here. Give her weed, give her wine, give her anything but time, get her out of here. She won't stop telling stories, and most of them are true. She knew me back before I. Was I good to you? 
Teach me how.